0: What is up, podcast pals? Welcome to episode forty-five of the I Love It Here, I Hate It Here podcast. We took a little hiatus, but I am back with my my dear co-host, my traveling soldier,
1: mm-hmm. Connor. Mm-hmm. That's me, buddy. And That's also, traveling all, soldier.
0: Isn't it like a Dixie you Chick had song? Two
1: weeks to think of something, and you came <laughs> up with "Traveling Soldier."
0: Isn't it a Dixie Chick song? Like she's like with my one-armed soldier.
1: Am I? Are you saying I'm one-armed?
0: I'm just saying you're the person that I would write love letters to if you're in the army.
1: Oh, thank you. That's sweet of you. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. We're also joined by Brandon,
0: bad. who is a reoccurring guest. He's been on here a few times. He filled in for Connor when Connor is
1: decided the podcast was not for him. Is Brandon the on here multiple times besides you and me? Our yeah. multiple time guests? Wow. Yeah.
0: Brandon is a multi-time, multi-time, two-time podcast guest.
1: First uh, two-time, first I
2: two-time I-L-I-H-I-H-I-H host guest. And uh, multi multi time listener, forty five time listener. We
0: just lied to you. Tyler was actually a two time guest because he did a snippet where. Well, technically Tyler was only in for a segment. Brandon yes. was a guest host, and then Brandon is guest hosting on this one too. That's so what I'm technically, yes. Brandon, you are the only multiple time
1: host. You will have the most airtime of anybody, not you or me. You know, besides how... Tom Cruise and Top Gun.
0: <laughs> you know how there's. Um, SNL, like when they host five times, there's like a five-time club or something. We're going to no. get to that with our podcast.
1: Oh, are we going to give Brandon uh, one of those robes? One of those yeah, we're giving you a robe. Robes. I, yeah. I feel
2: like I'll end up getting passed. There'll be somebody else who's much better, but uh, I'm willing to
0: accept the challenge. <laughs> so anyway, we took a week off. Uh, Connor was traveling the continental United States a little bit, and I was actually moving. A lot has happened in my life in the last 10 days. Connor was down in Alabama, and now he's up in Michigan.
1: And I Alabama and Tennessee.
0: I accepted Tennessee. a job and uprooted my life in the time span of ten days. So that yeah, you've had a quick hot.
1: a quick change of pace, right? You were living at home in Bay City with your your ma, your lovely ma, and then it was quickly like I saw a t- couple text messages. You're like, uh, I got a job and I'm moving. <laughs> yeah,
0: which um, if I got this like a year ago or something, my headspace would have just led to a meltdown and I would have been like, no, I can't do it. So uh, good thing that for therapy and progress with your brain and everything. But yeah, I was offered a grad assistantship at Oakland U and I accepted that. And then I moved down to Rochester with our friend Tanner for the time being while I looked for an apartment. And that is where I'm at right now. Well, I'm at my house right now because my mom's in Tennessee. So I'm dog sitting, but that is what happened. I moved so are in you- everything in the manner of 10 days.
1: You said you, you got a grad assistantship So it sounds like you're working in a school, but judging by your mustache, I would think you're not allowed a hundred yards away from a school.
0: Okay. I did not bring my razor home when I came to travel. So yes, it is getting on my nerves. That is very rude of you to point out. And
1: I'm just looking out for the kids. What's rude about that? I'm looking out for America's future and you're over here. (laughs)
0: Look, I work for Oakland university, so they're all college students. So that doesn't
1: make it right for you to touch them. (laughs) Oh
0: my God, they're accustomed to looking a little ragged okay all right because they're college students you know sometimes they just wake up uh, i got an eight o'clock class i'm just gonna walk in my star wars pajamas and we're gonna go
1: to class unless you're an international student brandon you went to cmu did you guys have international students that just flexed on everybody with the fashion uh or just I rich kids rich kids in more general, no i'm gonna say like
2: more like cars and anything i think I could be probably wrong on this, but I think your largest minority group, or international—I was going to say our largest minority group—is Black people. And then uh, you have a really good, like, uh, Muslim population at Central Michigan, but they don't flex with clothes; they flex with cars, and they have
0: <laughs> a ton of really awesome cars. And it's true. The coolest thing—one of the coolest things about SPSU—is that they actually have like a sister school attached to them. That's a Chinese university. So there's a lot of like Asian population there and then they just kind of learn and they then students and the faculty from SVSU can go to the sister school in China and like teach there and kind of become immersed in the culture there, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say the grad assistantship that I'm with is for the school of health sciences. So I'm assisting like a bunch of biomedical and pre-med and all of these people that are a lot smarter than I am (laughs) so it's like hey we had to like introduce ourselves and they were like yeah I'm pre-med yeah I'm pre-pharmacy yeah I'm pre-professional assistant and all this stuff and I walked up to the podium and I was like I got an undergrad in history and creative writing so if you have science questions I can google them for you yeah (laughs) and I was like I don't Um, know what else to share but we
2: need one of those mm two though you're important too
0: yeah so that was where we were I was literally had to move and connor was in alabama so i was like you know what we're probably just going to postpone this episode and it's the first time we did postpone one and i don't know i don't know i hope all of our fans are still with us after that but we had to do what's I best give for our mental to, health
1: i want to give a shout out to one listener tone jacobs i saw him last night and he said <laughs> keep it up he listens to the episodes so shouts out to you tone you yeah, tone,
0: tone helped me get set up with a tux for the wedding i was in like a month ago and he hooked me up he didn't give it to me for free or anything, Tone, so if you wanted like free publicity, you probably should have gave it to me for free, and I could have shouted you out, but since you made me pay, um, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to use my position and power and popularity to get free stuff from my friends, but I'm just saying, you know, in the future.
1: He's going to save that position power stuff at Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to make the kids do all my homework. Speaking of kids, we need to talk about music,
1: okay. and I don't know where that segue Wait. came
0: <laughs> we're, a little, we're a little rusty okay right, I, know this
2: live, I know this is live but do you want to try that again that is, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right speaking,
1: speaking of, of it
2: speaking of colleges well one time we were kids we were going away to college and uh, that's what we're gonna be talking about going away to college as well as every other song on enema of the state by blink 182
0: That's a much better segue. I'm going to chop it up too. So it sounds really bad, but we're going to talk about enemy of state because Connor recommended enemy of state by blink 182 as his recommendation two weeks ago. And Brandon is probably the biggest blink 182 fan that I know. And that probably Connor knows. And he just eats, sleeps and breathes blink 182. I like some songs. I've not really dove into their discography. Brandon has sent me songs to listen to, and I've listened to them and I really like them a lot. I just can't get into the mindset to just listen to them all the time and connor i think is probably a fan since he recommended it in the first oh, yeah. place but we're, we brought brandon on this podcast specifically to talk about this because he is a huge blink fan he's seen them in concert and all that stuff so uh, enema of the state i think brandon you said that you went to see their tour of enema of the state
2: yeah coolest concert ever um it was blink 182 enema of the state from start to finish it is in like 2019 so this is a couple years ago 25 year anniversary or 20 years. Just came out in 1999 They had 20 years into 2019. Um, so they did the whole enema of the state from start to finish. It was amazing. And before I even got to see that Lil Wayne opened up for like Winnie. So <laughs> that, that's that awesome.
0: Yeah. That is awesome. You also mentioned that Travis Barker, Travis Barker was, was not going like through the air to these concerts because of the tragic plane accident he was in a few years ago. And he'd like to take a tour bus everywhere. Yeah.
2: He, gotten a super terrible plane crash and it, you should listen to him speak about it it's really scary but he hasn't flown because he lost a couple friends in that accident it was super tragic for him but then the angel of all angels courtney kardashian <laughs> has taken travis Parker to the skies once again in south america blink 182 fans are on fire right now because they know they're getting the blink 182 concert in the future
0: that's awesome i saw on the internet that they have a couple name and it's kravis k-r-a-v-i-s do you like the name kravis it's tragic it's so
1: bad bad. brandon i think we should also take this just reminded me you're such a big blink fan that your beloved cat is named after one of the members right that's an accident (laughs) oh (laughs) no
2: his name is travis but I am such an avid Blink fan that throughout this
0: whole podcast, I will only be blinking 182 times. Okay, awesome. And so I I think we should probably get into some of the nitty gritty about Enema of the State, other than just the fantastic name that it is. Did you guys know that this is Travis Barker's first project with Blink-182? Brandon probably did, but...
1: I didn't, yeah. I did. I just want to say that, that, that I just want to say first and foremost, part of the reason I picked this album, not just because of the music, this has got to be like one of the most iconic and recognizable album covers. Right? Oh, certainly. Like when you're a young boy and you see this album cover, <laughs> something changes <laughs> in you. Right? I mean, and I didn't know this until I started looking into it. That's like an actual porn star on the cover yeah. as the nurse. And did you know the Red Cross was threatening legal action against Blink 182 for this album cover?
0: No. For the, no. for the nurse outfit?
1: Originally on the hat of the nurse was uh the red cross like the red you know that you yeah. see a nurse stuff and uh so if you look on like i don't know if this is going to show up this is on spotify but the nurse yeah. does not it's just blank white because they had to so, digitally remove it that's funny
2: cuz i'm looking at it uh right now as well on genius and if you can see it
1: it has it it still has yeah. it yeah
0: interesting I definitely understand why they would want to sue because it's like, oh, that's our logo, and a porn star is wearing it for an album cover for a on an album metal band. The,
2: the track called look Dump up, look up "Donations to the Red Cross," and also look up the album release of Link One
1: Eighty Two and tell me they didn't profit off of it.
0: They probably did a lot. <laughs> Good
1: point. Uh, I guess getting into the music, I really enjoy this song or this whole album, really, just because it reminds me of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yes, it reminds me of. American Pie, it reminds me of late '90s, early 2000s, kind of teenage adolescence that I didn't, you know, I we were like seven or eight when this stuff was big, so I got to kind of experience it on a lag. But uh, man, it just brings you back, really. Like so much of this music, I found in just these teenage sex comedies that I loved growing up, and uh, it's a good balance of like that skate kind of music, but also some serious stuff like Adam Song really serious, kind of a tragic story behind that to one of their fans killing himself. But then it's like booking like the song before that is called Dysentery Gary, where I guess it was Tom DeLong or Mark Hoppus wrote a song about this guy who their ex-girlfriend picked them over. And instead of like talking about the girl, he talked about this guy, Dysentery Gary. I don't know. And then I think, I think what's most remarkable about this, this album aging so well is aliens exist because yeah. what that was like one of our first topics we talked about Stephen, on this podcast is the fact that in the midst of the pandemic the pentagon released <laughs> yeah. confirmation that ufos have been cited and
0: yeah and it was just like, like passed over because we were in the yeah. middle of a pandemic a presidential election all of that stuff and the pentagon I was like hey ufos
1: are real aliens might exist and then we're like ha, 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 ha. i think i think the pentagon should cut a check to blink 182 yeah you, you said not- that just more specifically
2: tom DeLong. yes that, yeah because that guy he lives and breathes ufos that's the reason that tom's not even in the band anymore he kind of he's a little too focused
1: on ufo and alien hunting you know maybe he's doing more important work i don't want to say that's the truth brandon because i know how much you love blink <laughs> but this could this could be like uh this could be a revelation unlike anything mankind has ever known. And the man who wrote Dysentery, Gary, and Dumpweed is responsible for that. Um, really could I be. think I think you're right, though, because there's – I'm kind of, like,
2: reading through some of the lyrics and stuff. And there's – a lot of it is just, like, <clears throat> you can just tell it's a bunch of, like, really immature punk rock guys sitting around playing music really loudly and quickly and saying stupid lyrics. And then they're like, you know what? we should tone it down and like they there's a lot of there's a lot of like back and forth very serious stuff very funny stuff like what's my is- age again is like a classic but that's song, when you hear it it's the, the lyrics are funny they make me
1: laugh too it goes a long way yeah yeah and it's funny reading about this too they're they got interviewed and they're like oh yeah the lyrics are kind of inspired by real life events like autobiographical like, a lot of stuff is inspired by things that happened to us. And then you go back and you read, like, the song Anthem from Enema State. And one of the lyrics <laughs> is, forgive our neighbor, Bob. I, thi- I think he humped the dog. <laughs> and you're starting to think, like, wait, is that autobiographical? Like, did that happen to them? Or is it just something they came, in, came up with? I don't know.
0: Can I confess something?
1: Yeah. I dog. didn't know
0: that the quote, nobody likes you when you're 23, was from Blink-182 what until i pieced it together i know what the song is but for whatever reason i always
1: you just thought that was just something people said yeah i don't want to start beef with taylor swift <laughs> or t swift heads but i think nobody likes you when you're 23 is better than are you feeling 22
0: that's what i was getting it confused with i think is because i was taylor like oh.
1: swift was responsible for a blink lyric
0: no the 22 like i always thought it says no one likes you when you're 22
1: Nobody showed like you when you are 22. Sweet. You I'm 27,
2: and I still don't feel that. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, What's My Age Again is a, gr- a great song that I enjoyed. I also liked Adam's song, All the Small Things. My first experience with All the Small Things was on, now that's what I call music, four or five, when this song was on the stereo. Wow. And I would play that in my, my Walkman all the time. And I would just rock out to it, and I'd be like, all the small things she left me roses by the stairs surprises me to know she cares
2: dude that that song was the first time i like was like five or six years old singing that song and i said work sucks i know and that was the first time i think i ever swore was when uh when i said work sucks yeah that was you can't say sucks i know when you're six years old
0: yeah i would i would be like work sucks
1: yeah. <laughs> work great. Go to work.
0: <laughs> like a true capitalist.
1: Yeah. So, Stephen, what what album did you have for us, Steven?
0: I recommended a great album called 2020 with Steve Buscemi by uh it's actually by two people. I think the first one is Lilanimus and Jadani. And Lilanimus has 54 monthly listeners on Spotify, and Jadani has 71 monthly listeners on Spotify. So I recommended them because a guy I follow who goes by the uh, name, the moniker of Motown Noah. He's huge in the Detroit Pistons. He loves he the Detroit Pistons a lot. He
2: had a huge tweet yesterday. Yeah. How about bleachers? Yeah. 50,000. 000... Anyway, go ahead. He Please, is. We, we stand Motown Noah. Yeah.
0: Here. Motown Noah in this. I want him as a guest on here. I wonder if he'll ever do it, but he might be. Regardless, he's big into basketball. He's like, hey, followers, if you guys create music or something, tweet it at me because I want to see what you guys are making. And these guys tweeted him a video for their song called cut a check or cut us a check. And the music video is awesome. And I listened to their whole project and it is just, there's no way that these people should have less than like a thousand monthly listeners because they're very talented. Uh, Their beats, their production is very solid. Their rhyming, their flow is very clean and very clear. I would say it's very polished. Uh, I don't know if you guys listen to Flatbush Zombies at all, but it sounds very similar to Flatbush Zombies. It, got, it has that aesthetic with like ASAP Mob, things of that nature where it just sounds really like kind of underground hip-hop type of beats.
1: I like that you bring it up because I thought when I listened to some songs like specifically Cut Us a Check, it reminded me of Old Odd Future. Yeah. Like when when uh, Tyler and what was... um Aji? Frank... Haji beats and in, in uh, Frank Ocean, like yep. some of the delivery remind me of early Odd Future, where it's kind of uh, industrial
0: mm-hmm. like, trap. That's a great adjective to use.
1: Yeah, so shout out to them for also making this succinct. I think we've talked about it before, but some albums are just super long and songs that just keep going on and on, and these are pretty quick. These are all pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cut Us a Check is great. Clipped Wings. Dame Diddy, those are like three of the first five songs that are just absolutely fantastic. Stupid Happy is another one. I liked all of that. And I don't know if you guys picked up on it or not, but the naming of the songs is interesting because sometimes they're all caps. Sometimes they're all lowercase and sometimes they're back and forth.
2: Do you you know why that is?
0: I want to DM the guy and ask him, like, what's the name of or what's what's with the 2020 with Steve Buscemi as the name. I want to get him on the podcast, too. I don't know if he'll be down or not, but I think it'd be awesome to kind of talk to him about this because I think he's from the Chicago area, which is huge into music. And I just think that they are really good and that more people should know how good they are. But yeah, I thought it was awesome. Listen to Flatbush Zombies if you like, because they sound just like them. Flatbush is just more popular, obviously more mainstream, but I just thought they were good.
2: Uh, you told me to listen to this right before we, I like anything I do, I do it last minute maybe. And Sounds I- Sounds like my minutes. co-host. I had 30 minutes to say, st-
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> uh, I don't want to get in the middle of this, but I listened to it for 30 minutes uh, while I was taking a shower and I listened to caught us a check and "Clip wings. And, uh, yeah, it's hard. I was, uh, I have a, I have a shower head that comes off the shower and I use it as a microphone
0: <laughs> and you're just so, in,
2: yeah, I was all in.
0: Yeah. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty solid. And I just think they should be more well-known. And uh, so everyone who wants to listen to it is called 2020 with Steve Buscemi by Leelonymous and Jadani. And so next week, Connor, do you have a recommendation for us? I have a good one. And
1: I do. This is inspired by a pre-recording Zoom thing that Brandon brought up, which is the fact that white people love Mr. Brightside by the Killers. (laughs) And so for this week, I'm recommending Hot Fuss by the Killers from 2004 uh mr Brightside is on there and another song is somebody told me which i'm guessing are the two songs that steven knows from this album
0: i actually okay don't <laughs> don't bash my name i worked in a storage closet with autumn who i don't know if she listens or not but we worked in a storage closet for five months and we listened to hot fuss all the time so i do okay. know i do know the killer yeah. so okay all right. um respect me and my musical palette i know that my actual edible palette is not very well developed but you-
1: recommended soldier boy tell them like three weeks ago you did. you're did. still you're still yeah. digging out of that. yeah i did okay yeah i did
0: um this week i'm going to recommend something that again it's going to be hip-hop but it's called food and liquor by lupe fiasco uh, today's the 15-year anniversary that that album came out and it's one of the best hip-hop albums of all time critically um fans love it everything like that lupe is somebody who When you talk about like the best lyricist, best rappers ever, he is always kind of at the top of whatever anyone is saying because of the way that he rhymes words, the way that he flows, the way that he just sounds very intellectual while he's rapping. I think that that gets lost a lot with today's rap because it's all about like the mumbling and all of that stuff. Whereas when you listen to him, it's kind of like Andre 3000, where you're like listening to a poet who's just rhyming and rapping alongside a beat. And that's what Lupe Fasco is. He's a poet. And then he just throws a track on and just raps over and it's fantastic. I don't kick know why I said push, fantastic kick out like out. that, but... Can I... Kick push quick, is awesome.
2: quick Lupe story? Got yeah. A quick Lupe story. I went to Ferris Fest. saw Lupe Fiasco at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. And he was skateboarding on the uh, on the stage while he was singing Kick Push. And <laughs> uh, apparently it was some other guy's skateboard. He didn't even have it. And then some guy gave him the skateboard. And then Lupe did like a kickflip or did an ollie or something easy. And then he signed that guy's skateboard, gave it back to him. And later I was getting... Um, my fixins at taco bell and that guy had lupe skateboard and i got to stand on it
0: that's, that's awesome. awesome lupe seems like a very down-to-earth human being like he goes on instagram live sometimes it does like chats with fans and stuff and he just seems like he really enjoys interacting with people that just love hip-hop kind of like how kevin durant gets like a bad rap for communicating with fans all the time but you can just tell that he's very passionate about basketball in general and he will talk hoops with anyone
1: well, I think and, it's less so about him being Kevin Durant <laughs> and the fact that he created like fake accounts. Yeah, that's
0: also I mean, that's an important part that I left out of the story. He, he doesn't have those anymore. Now he just kind of tells people to piss off while talking to them on Twitter. So he's more open to himself, but he's one of the people that just like loves to interact with people that are passionate about what he's passionate about. And that's what I get with Lupe. So uh, food and liquor by Lupe Fiasco. Connor's recommended hot fuss by the killers. Those are our recommendations. And now let's get into the love and hate. It's Connor. Do you want to kick us off? Do you want me to kick it off?
1: I'll start it off. So pretty quickly here, I, for work, had to go down to, not I had to, I got to, I'll say that. I got to go down to two states I've never been to before, which is Birmingham, Alabama and Nashville, Tennessee. You know, admittedly, my impression of the Deep South before going down there was not awesome, you know, Civil War and all that jazz. But no, it was actually really fun. It was a good time. And I think my favorite part of it, though, was the food. What is you guys' thoughts on Southern food without whether or not you've been there? What do you just think of Southern food? Um, I Crayoli. That's all. That Those are my comments. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, I went to Louisville, Kentucky for a wedding. Mm, it has to be like five years ago now. And the first night we were there, we went to like this local joint and it was kind of like an old barn. So it was kind of made out of like an old barn. I had an upstairs and things and got some chicken and waffles. And let me tell you, I definitely understand. I definitely understand everything. Uh, grits are very good. Yes. Uh, I think yes. technically I was going to say like there's other things that are like mac and cheese, I think is yep. south. But chicken and waffles was fantastic. I don't really know what else is Southern cuisine. I I'm sure I've had it before. I will what but...
1: I ate. Okay. okay. I-, I will tell you this. I went 3 days straight without a salad. Your boy had grits. Okay. Several times. <laughs> I had fried green tomatoes, okay. I had fried chicken, mac and cheese, barbecue, banana pudding. I tell you what, I corn bread. barbecue. Oh, cornbread. Cornbread, man, the south does it right. Now, does it impact the fact that they have the highest rates of obesity in America? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Probably
1: 100%. I just want to say shouts out to the south for your food. It's excellent. I'm I'm already craving it again. Like the barbecue down there is another level. For have real. you
0: have you ever thought of like getting a timeshare down there just so you can go there to eat the food and then come back?
1: No. I mean, I feel like if I was going to do that, maybe I'd just like, you know, take a day trip or something. Like if I'm really feeling it, I aspire to be like the level of wealthy where you can take day trips. You know, like you just fly down someplace.
0: This is probably gonna be a dumb question, but do you think that people from the South that move North, like they found, find a place like up North that serves Southern cuisine and they eat it. And then just doesn't feel the same because it's not like the right atmosphere or anything like that. Oh,
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Guarantee it. Because I know, uh, you know, there's people down in like Ann Arbor area who are from the Northeast, like specifically New York and New Jersey. And they would always, always complain about the bagels. Like really, these ain't real bagels. You know, you got to get this from a, some some guy on a corner whose family's been there for three generations. And it's got to have all the. It's got to have this and this. And I'm like, I see you here all the time getting bagels. So obviously it doesn't bother you that much. Right. They it, say bagel or bagel. I don't care what they say, man. They're saying it wrong, whatever they're doing. <laughs> OK, that's fair. Oh, that's I just want to say shout out to the southern food. Yeah, that's it's my great love it here. That's my love It here. What do you hate? My hate it here is airports. Your boy loves to fly, or I I, I tell myself that I love to fly because I I do generally like to travel. But man, airports are they're tough. They're tough because it's it's a, usually a stressful place, right? Like you gotta you gotta make things on time. That's one place you cannot be late, or else everything gets effed up, yeah. right? So it's already stressful for that. People in airports also tend to be you know, if everybody's stressed, they're kind of like short tempered. So I was yep. seeing like people just kind of yelling at each other a lot, which added to my stress. Things are crazy, crazy expensive in airports. Like I said before, I did not have greens for three days. Okay. So my tongue was definitely looking for something. I was looking <laughs> for greens. And so I get to the airport. I'm like, cool. I'm just going to sit at this bar. I'm going to have a salad. All right. I sit down at the bar. I pull up the menu twenty one dollars for a salad <laughs> and it's like i i want greens but i'm not gonna do that so i just hate that airports are so expensive they're stressful just the way that i don't like getting padded up by security but i i tend to get that for whatever reason maybe it's just because i'm good looking yeah but, that's uh, it <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know what do you what are your guys thoughts on airports
0: uh i don't uh... I haven't been to an airport in like eight or nine years. I think the last time I was in an airport, I flew to Boston.
1: I, I was just at a
2: couple, I went to Kansas city
0: and Chicago's airports this year. And
2: uh, Chicago is just a beast in itself. That airport is basically it's own city. There are cities smaller than that airport for sure. That is, that is crazy. And I paid it uh, 18 bucks for a mimosa in the morning that came in a plastic cup. So wow. (laughs) That's what I think about airports.
0: (laughs) I'm hoping to change my opinion on airports. So fear of flying is something that I've had, but as I'm conquering all these fears, like moving and starting Mm -hmm. anew and all that stuff, I really want to go to Europe in my life. And in order to do that, I need to fly across an ocean. So I'm going to kick that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fly somewhere. Would you
2: rather fly across an ocean or would you rather Mm -hmm. boat across the ocean?
0: You know, part of me was like, if you asked me this like two years ago or like last year, Back when I was like, uh, um, I would have been like, hey, a boat would be fine. And now that I think about it, I'm like, okay, that would take probably a week. And I'd be seasick. I'd be in the middle of the ocean. No like cell service or anything. I'd waste two weeks of my life at least going there and then going back. Like By the time I get there, I'm like, oh, I got to go back.
1: It's like five hours versus
0: a week. It's literally five
2: hours across the ocean. That's why you use airplanes to travel and you uh, go to places. And that's why you use cruise ships to just travel and not go to places. You yeah. Know, like
0: even if it's just a horse tranquilizer, I just need to go like in the neck. <laughs> like I, somebody needs to knock me out. I'll fly.
2: Yeah. Flying is so cool, dude. It is like crazy because, you know, once you're up there, you're in the hands of the uh, the pilot.
0: Yeah. But, and I've man. seen, I've seen yeah. like the day after tomorrow with the frozen planes. And the frozen helicopter is going down. I've seen the movie where Denzel Washington does a bunch of cocaine called Flight. Oh,
1: flight, yes.
0: I saw S- S- Sully. There Tom Hanks. I've seen snakes on a plane. <laughs>
1: I've seen a lot of plane. horror things with
0: planes. There was Flight Plan with um uh what's her Jody name Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster.
1: I, the- can I be honest? I this might sound bad, but I would kind of appreciate if you had the option to pay extra. To get on an exciting flight. And not like exciting like this is going to go down. But I mean, like if they could have like, if there were snakes on a plane, let me get on one of those. Right?
0: So you want, you basically (laughs) want an escape room, but it's on a plane.
1: You don't want that. You take it back. I know you don't actually want
2: that. It sounds exciting, but that is not what you want. Like I thought when you
0: said... Exciting! It was gonna be like people just come through and sing like the Applebee's Happy Birthday song, or like they do a dance or something. But now what if it was
1: like a concert in the air. Like yeah, you got like a or private. Like, my yeah, my friend
2: just flew back from LA visiting another friend, and uh, T Grizzy was on his plane.
0: Oh, that's cool. Lansing's so, very own. There you go. That's cool. That's
2: exciting. Yeah, Snakes, that is exciting. So much. See, and the thing,
0: no. the thing about planes is that you can just bump into random people. Like you might know somebody in the airport. You might know a celebrity. So. That's another yeah. incentive to fly. And then you can see cool things like looking out the window, you're like, holy crap, I'm you, you can't thousands of that feet in the air. View,
2: it's like a view that I just don't stop looking at. It's it's awesome.
0: And then part of me is like, so, we're literally flying in a tin can.
2: So with that all being said, we hate flying, but don't do it. Or we love
1: <laughs> yeah. flying. We love flying. We, we love flying. we love flying. We hate airports.
0: We I'm love getting traveling. I'm getting to loving flying. I'll I'll be there in a few years. Just give me time.
1: <laughs> Welcome I'll to say- I Love It Here
2: and I Moderately Hate These Things.
0: I just <laughs> I just realized that my two loves and hates, they're actually both hates. All right. Well, so you're just full of it. Full I'm, of it. I'm just going to hate things, apparently. Bring I'll bring it down. Um, my first hate it here is going to be the process of getting an apartment. I know that you guys live in places that you rent. So I moved abruptly to, to live with Tanner. It's temporary because as I was moving, I was like, okay, I really want my like my own space, right? So, I'm in the Rochester area. I'm just looking for apartments, and every place is like a $100 application fee that you don't get back. It's non refundable. And then there's like a $75 administration fee to also do the application that you don't get back. And then some places you even have like a holding fee of like 250 bucks, but that goes toward your security deposit, which is fine. But I just, you know, you need to offer like three times monthly proof of income. And now I don't know if you guys know there's not, but when you're a grad assistant, Uh, you get like a monthly stipend of like maybe a $1,000. So I have to kind of prove, hey, I'm good for the money. I can send you bank statements, but then like, no, we require it to be three times monthly statement. So I'm just kind of getting blocked at every single point that I'm trying to get an apartment. And it just kind of makes me realize that apartments kind of suck. Like they just seem very predatory.
1: Apartments suck big time, my dude. I I have somebody who's four years older than me. He's been with the firm a little bit longer than me and he's still renting an apartment. And he's like, Oh it's great though. You you know you get the flexibility if you need to move you can move without having to worry about selling. But the thing about it is is you're not building anything. Like if you buy a house and you live there temporarily, you can sell it and then get money back or it can appreciate and you can actually make right. money off of it. Like people who rent all the time, you're never you're not building anything. And so that's kind of frustrating to me. It's like I'm stuck with it just cuz real estate's expensive and I can't afford to buy right now.
0: Yeah, it just but, seems uh, counterproductive to society. Like I was thinking like if you had to apply, it's kind of like grad school, how they charge you like $65 to just apply, even if you get in or not. And it just made, it was just frustrating because you're like, Oh, I'm spending like $65 per application I'm applying to four apartments. That's 250 bucks. And it just kind of adds up over time where you're like, is this really necessary to do all of these charges? Like, what are you doing with the fees? I'm sure they're doing something with it. But at the same time, I mean, I guess my love here would be apartments.com free plug i mean it's cool it has sure, like I all the photos jeff and everything goldblum. yeah I so up,
2: i was like jeff goldblum man we we hate apartments but we we definitely like jeff yeah, goldblum.
0: we love jeff goldblum I so i just hate the process of getting an apartment it is very stressful and i guess i thought it was going to be easier and that's my na- naivety of living at home for nearly 26 years i mean i lived in an apartment uh, at svsu but it was very easy to apply i mean they know i'm a college student and all that stuff so it wasn't like jumping through all these loops and everything whereas like actual adulthood departments are a much different story. So not fun, not fun, not fun at all. Hopefully I'll be moving into my own place in like a few weeks here, but
1: not great. You're going to be all nude all the time, right? Yeah. Not joking. Brandon, you live alone. Did you ever go through a phase where, or do you still do it like where you'll just be kind of naked? You know, did
0: you say not? I'm going to be nude all the time. yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been mis- Not, not
1: all the time, but you know, you spend some of the time
0: naked, right? I thought you said you're going to be all new, like I'm going to be in a new place. So that's why I said, yeah. Anyway. All
1: new, all nude. Yes. Yeah. Yes to both. <laughs> yes to both, Stephen. Yes. We don't need to talk about it,
2: but there's like a heavy percentage of nudity at my house by myself. It's awesome. It might be, you know, there's a reason I'm not showing the lower half of my body on right
1: <laughs> uh, that's He's funny. just Winnie the pooing in it right now. <laughs>
2: Which I'm not gonna Google that, but I don't know what that means. And I'm we'll not just look Winnie,
1: Winnie the Pooh. He wears a red oh, shirt with no okay. bottom. That
0: makes sense.
1: Winnie yeah. the Pooh, pretty innocent, yeah. right?
2: Okay, cool. I'm definitely doing that.
0: <laughs> uh, my other hate it here is going to be citations for like English papers for everything. Oh, I'm just talking like about. I'm just like, no,
2: you just get in trouble with the law.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't know how to <laughs> phrase it to bring it up, but there's no centralized like citation for school. We went through all of our high school, MLA, 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 all of the stuff, you know, MLA this, MLA that, yada, yada, yada. So you get pretty familiar with MLA format. Then you go to college and it's like, oh, we do MLA in English, but also if you're in a psych class, oh, it's APA. Oh, surprise, the history program does Chicago style. So I learned that for about three years and haven't touched it since then. And now that I'm in grad school, they're part of like the school of education. So I'm doing APA stuff. And it's like, I'm not retaining any of the information for either one of these. Like none you, of them, I don't remember any of it.
2: Do you actually like try to retain how to do citations by hand or because I'm a big owl at Purdue guy? Shout yeah, out I use Owl at them. Purdue
0: all the time. <laughs> Bidme.org will do at the Purdue citation for you. Get a yeah. In college without owl at Purdue. yeah. Shout out to Owl. So the love it here is owl at Purdue. That's the love it here. There we but go. we hate it, we hate it because like I feel like this is very common with some things in society where not everything is centralized, so it just makes everything more difficult for everyone. Like with US, we're still in the, now we're not in the metric system. Imperial. So we're in the Imperial, so it's like, we're like one of three countries that do this.
1: I just want to say, we're, we're pulling somebody back. I just saw the UK is considering reverting from the metric system and coming back to the Imperial, Whoa. so we're gaining one.
0: Boris Johnson with the plot twist.
1: <laughs> I think maybe just with that,
2: I don't know if is, is Fahrenheit and Celsius, is that metric and, and Imperial too, or is that kind of different? The point, the reason I'm saying that is because Fahrenheit's usually with uh, with Imperial, Celsius is usually with metric. And Fahrenheit makes way more sense than Celsius does. It does. Celsius I agree. Stupid. It can be, <laughs> I don't know how it works exactly, but it can be like 66 or 70 degrees. And those are very different temperatures. And it's all the same Celsius. And that is stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Agreed. One thing I will say, though, is like the zero degrees being the freezing temperature makes more sense than 32 degrees. We should have done that. Yeah. So
0: I think that if we just kind of are like, hey, let's all use the manual of language arts MLA format. Is that even what MLA stands for? I don't know. My professors are going to be so disappointed in me. But regardless,
1: the my association.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what like, it is.
1: What? The, the- <laughs> Do I have to look that up too? Yeah. You do. Brandon is Brandon is a year older than me, and he's he's feeling like he has to go look up all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, what are you kids learning nowadays? Right, nowadays that's funny. Days? Certified yeah. boomer boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just think that um, if we kind of were like, hey, let's consolidate how we do citations, it'd be beneficial for everyone. What that's if all we I'm just did say. the
1: t- what if we just did the thing that you see in Twitter all the time, where it's like, source me, <laughs> right? <laughs> or like- trust, trust me, bro. Yeah. I just, and I feel like doing that, though, is like,
2: you know, maybe if we all just listen to the same religion, we would this would be much easier.
0: Like, and right? the thing, the thing is that, like, there are different editions of these citation handbooks. So people are getting together and like, OK, let's remove the comma from this citation. Let's let's get rid of the comma here and then let's add a parenthesis here for citations. And it's like, why are you coming up with these imaginary rules for things And I just don't understand why people create it. I don't understand. It feels like it's just to make me fail. Citations
2: are the religion of 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 literature. Yeah, and yeah, it's just very problematic. You slightly change the story; it becomes a new thing, and then that's what you follow. That being said,
0: that being said, I'm going to go on the record here. I am a strong supporter of the Oxford
1: comma. Yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, I am
0: big Oxford comma guy. So. If you're anti Oxford comma, then I don't need that kind of energy in my life and I will remove it from my life. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Brandon, hey. did you have any love it's and hate it's that you want to talk about or you just want to talk about Blink with us?
2: Best friend's bachelor party was this weekend and we got the band back together and played on stage. Yeah. That's a love it here. That's only
1: personal to me and nobody can relate to. That's yeah. pretty cool. I, I've seen Stay Till Dawn. I want to say three times.
0: Yeah, same here. And
1: it's always a great time. It's always a great time.
0: Yeah. Do you know
2: you, if you've seen Stay Till Dawn three times? That's only two more times than Weird Al has seen Stay Till Dawn. That's true. Shocking. Unless
0: Shocking. Weird Al was in another show and you just didn't know it.
2: There's, If you watched his show, you probably would have left that show thinking there's probably eight Weird Al's because <laughs> he's everywhere doing everything all the time. Yeah. But anyway, no, I don't know. I don't love or hate anything right now. I am just, I neutral everything. Okay. I'm Switzerland everything.
1: Brendan loves fantasy football.
2: I love fantasy football. I love mac and cheese.
0: Um, (laughs) You love citations. And I love
2: Oxford comma. Let's go.
0: Let's go. Awesome. Anyway, folks, thanks for watching uh, you lovers and haters and podcast pals. We are back again with this episode. It was a week removed, but we just needed some time to kind of recoup our brains and bring you another scatterbrained episode, which was episode 45. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anyone wants to be a guest, anyone who wants us to watch a movie, listen to an album, let us know. I love it here. I hate it here at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at love, hate it here. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. I love it here. I hate it here. And that is all. Thank you all for bearing with us during our little weekly break and peace and love. Do you so uh, you,
2: guys, you guys want to sign off with something a little different today? Yeah, yeah, dude. You guys want to do some na na na's? <laughs> Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights off. Carry me
0: home. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.